Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. To another edition of the hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales here, your host of the hashtag Miranda Show. Yes, I still got it. I still do. Uh, it's great to be back uh, on the show. I would love to, for, well, to bring in my co-host. Of course, he is the unstoppable one. The kingpin of the chairshot.com. The king of shit takes. He's my producer, my friend. But also, well, he's Greg DeMarco. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! He is indeed. <laughs> I had to start the show and I was like, wait, do I remember how to do this? I yeah, do. I don't, I don't remember how to do any of this, You, you. but here, like you no, it, it, you know, it's like riding a bike. It is it's like riding a bike, it's like riding a, a, a very sloppy bike, a but here we yeah. are, but here we are, uh, excited, uh, to be back on the show, excited to, uh, talk some pro wrestling, going to give some hot takes or discuss some hot takes. Uh, of summer maybe camp. give some you never know maybe give some i don't know i don't know what i'm really feeling right now Dance i'm just waiting and deliver i'm just waiting for my chicken nuggets <laughs> oh that's so funny on so many nuggets, levels my chicken nuggies chicken nuggies and french fries i have a chicken nugget story know. that i can tell you off air that i cannot okay. tell you on air for obvious reasons that people don't obvious. understand, but I, there is a story about yes. chicken nuggets. That Once you'll know the show's over by me saying, "Oh yeah, chicken nuggets are here." I gotta, I gotta go. So, thanks for listening, everybody. The got, nuggets have thanks arrived. Thanks for listening. The nuggets have arrived. Is, is is the husband bringing the nuggets, or did you like DoorDash yes. these nuggets? No, no, no. The husband is bringing the nuggets. Okay. So, yes, the the lovely and talented Don Vitale is bringing um, me my chicken nuggets. So, because okay. why else do you get married? I, that then chicken nugget delivery. I don't yeah. know. It's cheaper than Uber eats. So. It is true. Yeah. I mean, maybe not the whole act of marriage. Like that was pretty expensive, but like in, in, in the delivery of the nuggets is cheaper. So just, just um, if you just separate out the nuggets, the, yeah, if you separate the nuggets from the wedding, then it's, it's way cheaper. But if you add the wedding, okay, then, then it's a little bit more. Um, but I, I digress. 
We are going to be talking about some hot takes from SummerSlam. Uh, excited to be talking about it. I watched the, pretty much the full show, which is kind of a rarity, but uh, very entertaining show. But I know, of course, the internet has opinions like they always do. And I want to talk about some of them with you, Greg DeMarco. And, of course, those listening to the hashtag Miranda show. Uh, but before we get to that, I mean, I've been out of this for a minute, but not that long where... This is the time we talk about IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. Yes, it is. And since our last show, well, I think this is the first time we've announced the King of Arizona event happening on Saturday, August 26th at the Battlegrounds in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, this will be crowning a new King of Arizona champ. Well, not necessarily champion, but entitled the King of Arizona Um kind of a historic event for for IZW. Uh, But along with that, there's going to be two championship matches happening at that event. The IZW World Women's Championship will be defended. Bryn Thorne will be taking on Maserati. And the IZW World Heavyweight Championship will be defended. Our champion, Charles Cassius, will be defending against Project West. So on top of crowning a new king of Arizona, there's going to be two championship matches happening at that event Saturday, August 26th. So literally, I mean, we say history is going to be happening, but this is truly a historic event. The first time in many, many years, a king of Arizona is going to be crowned. So make sure that you attend as well as two big championship matches that are going to be occurring, uh, the IZW World Women's Championship as well as the World Heavyweight Championship being defended. So grab your tickets now at IZWTix.com. That's IZWTix.com. Tickets are still available for now. So make sure you Indeed. get your tickets at IZWTix.com. Dot com. Of course, general information about IZW and the King of Arizona event is also available at IZWWrestling.com. And, of course, on social media at IZWWrestlingAZ. Make sure to follow along so you get information on match announcement, talent announcements, uh, discounts that could be happening. And if you follow social media... You may have seen something new that IZW has launched. It is their sponsorship opportunity, Sponsor a Wrestler, which is launched for the King of Arizona event. Greg, I just want to give you a moment to talk a little bit about this because you shared on social media uh, about this kind of new venture for IZW. uh, But it's also been very successful in the short amount of time that it's been uh, up. So, you know, tell us, you know, about the sponsorship opportunities and how someone may be able to sponsor a wrestler for King of Arizona. Absolutely. So it was, it's, it's not an original idea. Like I, 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 I'm front about that. And I posted about it on Facebook on Tuesday as well. Like it's been done throughout other regions of the country and and it's been done obviously successfully and i kept seeing it and thought about it before but never really dug into it and was just like you know knowing our fan base knowing we've done really well with sponsors like people can say whatever they want about whatever company don't nobody do sponsors better than we do and and we we just got a garage door company who sponsors us now like what like yeah they they wrestling fan it just works out um 
And so I was like, you know, maybe people would be interested in having their sponsorship associated with a wrestler. So I talked to a couple people who do it, two different promotions, find out how do you do it? How do you pay the wrestlers? What are the prices? What are the shares? Everybody was very cool sharing information, figured out what I thought would work best for us because not everything works for everybody, rolled it out and rolled it out, I think last Thursday and, and immediately had four wrestlers sponsored, like immediately. And people were like, what do I got to do? I want to sponsor this person. I want to do this. And and what is it? And, and just a, dove right in and started doing it. And now we're up to eight. Um, and we've got some cool businesses. We got a, a wheel distributor. We've got a tattoo company who's sponsoring. Uh, we've just got so many really cool things. We have individuals who are sponsoring wrestlers as well. Fans can sponsor a wrestler. I've got three more in the works currently and, and more still to come. It's, it hasn't even been a week yet. Uh, well, maybe when you listen to this show, but, um, when I talk about it, it hasn't been, and it's just a great opportunity. And the biggest thing is that. Half of that money goes directly to the wrestler. So we're sponsoring IZW, but half of that goes to the wrestler. So you, and I think that's where, why it's been so successful is because people are realizing I can literally choose who's getting a portion of this. So let's just say it was $10,000, right? Obviously it's not $10,000, but if, if the sponsorship, it doesn't cost anything near that, by the way, I don't want to scare people off with that number, but if, if it will cost $10,000, that means five grand is going right to the wrestler. Like literally, you know that this is going and it's in addition to their normal pay. So it's not like, um, um, it's saving us in terms of we don't have to pay the wrestler. No, if they were making $10,000, now they're getting an extra 5,000 on top of it. Like it's just not, um, not how, how that's going to go. They're going to get the extra money. So your wrestler that you choose to sponsor is also making more money and they're honored because they get to be sponsored. Cause I know because I've had, I get to tell each one of them, Hey, guess what? So-and-so wants to sponsor you. Here's what you're going to get, blah, blah, blah. And they're more excited about being chosen than anything else. So it's also a feel good moment. It's literally a win, win, win and a great opportunity. So if you're interested in doing so, Hit me up on, on social media, hit up IZW on social media or email at IZWWrestling at gmo.com or wherever. And we're more than happy to talk you through it, let you know what the actual rates are, what it entails. All, it's super simple. Like I said, eight, eight entities have already done it. So it's obviously easy to do and, and exciting. You can meet your wrestler if, you, if you're local. And I say that because there's actually somebody on the other side of the country who's interested in doing one and another guy in California who might be interested in doing one. So it's really widespread and I'm very excited about it. And it's been great to do that for the wrestlers and, and definitely going to continue it. And one of the reasons why I've been so open about it lately is because I know how this stuff works. I know others are going to do this as well. And so I'm being very upfront about the fact that wrestlers get half. Cause if other wrestling companies do this, I want to make sure they're still taking care of the wrestlers in that capacity. This is about the wrestlers. This is about creating a new opportunity for businesses, for the company and for the wrestlers. And it needs to be a win, 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 or it doesn't work out. Part of me being so transparent about that is because, you know, if we didn't do that, People would say something. And and so it is legit. It is above board. Um, wrestlers typically get paid in an envelope. Legitimately, these people will receive two. Like it's completely separate. I want to make sure people knew that. So come be a part of it. The King of Arizona is the first time we're doing this. It's been a huge success and I'm very excited to see it continue. And I'm just excited that people are so excited about it and excited about this event. It's going to be a hell of a night. Like Miranda said, we're crowning a new king of Arizona um, and and six very deserving athletes, which we'll talk about in future weeks. But it's going to be an extremely exciting night and one just like every other IZW event, one that you do not want to miss. 
So again, IZWTix at IZWTIX.com to get your tickets. And of course, follow IZW on social media at IZWWrestlingAZ for information on the event. Again, talent announcements, match announcements, and how to be part of the sponsorship opportunities through sponsor a wrestler. That way you can be one step closer and be part of IZW. Another great way, though, to be part of IZW and support IZW is, well, a little place online that you can visit, Greg. Uh, I know I'm a little rusty, but uh, I think uh, I think you know what to do. Go ahead. And wind it up. It's time! It's indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirt today. When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a ton of designs supporting Impact Zone Wrestling and TheChairShot.com. Speaking of Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW, there are two new t-shirt designs up for sale. That includes the IZW Lion Classic shirt and the IZW NWO Wolfpack shirt. So now you have the NWO Classic and Wolfpack colors for your IZW t-shirt and, of course, the Lion Classic t-shirt that is available, along with a lot of other classic IZW t-shirts like the IZW Pride t-shirt, the Arizona's Best, the new logo, the Japanese design, all available. So if you want to show up to the King of Arizona with, well, your best look. Why don't you order your t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your t-shirt for August 26th. You got time still. So order your t-shirts today so you can wear them at King of Arizona. And of course, while you're there, you can see a ton of t-shirts in support of the chair Yes. The home of the hashtag Miranda show and other great podcasts. So you can get your t-shirt. Well, of Baron Corbin sucks because still does even in NXT. You have the ChairShot 316 shirt, the hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling, and of course, yours truly, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, and everybody hates Greg. So, what are you waiting for? Go visit ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot to get your t-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Right. So this past Sunday, or Saturday, ah! It's always hard. It's a habit to say Sunday. Been, I'm I mean, always it was saying decades, Sunday for, so yeah. for, for uh, pay-per-views, premium live events. Another thing I've been having to to get used to saying. There's so many changes happening. So many changes. Uh, there are. You know, you know what the biggest one is that really has shook me, and I'm going to go into this tangent, but why not, is um, pretty much the Pac-12, like, caving in on itself i literally so when we got the announcement that the university of arizona was moving to the big 12 i was like like this does not fit my vibe like this is this is not fit my college football vibe 
Um, and pretty it's much different. the Pac-12 imploding itself. Yeah, it's different. It's different. It hits. It hits. And it's so funny, so too, because I, I went to Virginia Tech, and when they moved from the Big East to the ACC a long time ago, we were all very excited about that move. Like, we thought it was a great thing, and 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 we're excited we didn't want them to get left out. But this feels different because it's it's um it's the end of it's the end of the conference. I mean, let's go. Like yeah, yeah it's, there's it's four the teams end, it's left. The it's the end. Um, R.I.P. You know, yeah. R.I.P. the Pac twelve. And it's a hundred years of of college sports history. And and I don't know. There's a lot there, that's a whole other subject for a whole other day. But I've I've been going through lots of changes and that was one that like that one hurt. That one, and what's that really great is that um, it's the ACC, which I just mentioned, the Atlantic Coast Conference, is in talks to bring Cal and Stanford. Yes, yes. Atlantic Coast Conference is in talks yeah, to bring this, in Cal. This is, yeah, none so, of this makes sense. It, it doesn't. It's it's, the, it's the, it, I know you might use this phrase again later, but co- college football conference alignment has jumped the shark. That yes. that has happened. Oh, has happened in a major way. Sense. Okay, let me just free through. We're going to be talking about SummerSlam. SummerSlam, uh, this past Saturday, premium live event. Those are the right words to use. Um, You know, of course, just like after any premium live event, there's always buzz on the internet and some hot takes. So I want to discuss some of the biggest hot takes that were on the internet uh, after the event. Kind of, you know, do we agree, disagree? What the hell do we think about it? We're going to talk about it right now. So one of the biggest hot takes uh, from SummerSlam was... Well, L.A. Knight and everything revolving L.A. Knight. He has had this huge surge in popularity uh, over the past few months. And we really saw that on display uh, during the Slim Jim Battle Royal, which was announced. First off, I think one of the big buzzes around this had nothing to do with the with the participants themselves. But it was the announcement that Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch was being moved off of SummerSlam or was not going to be featured in SummerSlam. And I think this match got a lot of flack because of the fact that we weren't having a a third uh, or actually, yeah, technically a third women's match on the show. So there was, I think, a subset of that population saying, oh, you're going to have this battle royal or this throwaway battle royal instead of having another women's match. Triple H did confirm uh, at the post-conference or the post-event press conference that uh, nothing was moved, that this was always the original plan. Who knows, you know, how much of that is PR, how much of that is not. But um, I think there was already some uneasiness going into it. But when LA Knight was announced for this, I think fans just had this consensus that this was LA Knight's match. They, They literally built this... Slim Jim Battle Royal to highlight him, to feature him. And when he came out, he had such a huge ovation and this whole thing really centering around him. And that also seems to be what the fan base has wanted is for LA Knight to be more featured. So it is a 
a little bit of an example of damned if you do, damned if you don't, it feels like. Um, and, and maybe there were two separate kind of fan bases that wanted different things. That That's how it felt, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I think that this really established, helped really establish L.A. Knight in a, a really pivotal role that a lot of people had hoped that was going to happen at Money in the Bank, that that may, you know, would happen on, on weekly TV. But... Uh, to have an event that or, or a match that you know fans just kind of knew what this was going to to be and still really clamor to it um, is is still big for SummerSlam. And when you think about SummerSlam in general, where it's a bit more random, it's a bit more um, you know uh, not. It's it's more entertaining than say your your other pay per views. I thought overall this was you know a, a great fit for for the event. I'm kind of curious your thoughts on it, uh, to Greg on you know the buzz or the hype online or the feedback online and just your general thoughts on this battle royal. Well, I have a question. Did they ever officially announce Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch for SummerSlam? Because I don't See, believe I they don't, did. I don't think they announced it formally, but I know that they that was something they were alluding to. They and were I alluding think, to. You know, fans just kind of assumed I do think like, fans oh, ran with it. Yeah, fans you know, kind it's of taking place in Canada where, you know, it makes sense for Trish's last match to happen. So what they are doing actually does make sense. Um, but it is kind of where where we're at. Um in terms of the battle royal itself. I thought it was good. It was actually one of the best battle royals I've seen in a while, like in terms of how battle royals go. Freaking AJ Styles was in it. Like, come on. Like, he randomly came out. Didn't even yeah. know he was going to be in it. This, this was I was waiting for Edge stacked, to come out. Um, yeah. It was a pretty a stacked battle, battle royal. royal. I mean, you it had was. kind of your usual suspects, uh, but you had Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles in it. Um, of course, you know, uh, LA Knight. Sheamus. Um, and- you know, Miz. Sheamus. Mm-hmm. I uh, know some pretty some pretty big names in this. You had all these big names, major stars in the company, and Karrion Cross. Like it was insane who all was in who all was in this battle royal. But here's the thing about it, and and this to me trumps. Uh, if we can still use that word, I don't know. But is is bigger than what match it could have replaced if it really did replace a match. We didn't have Rhea Ripley defending her title. We didn't have the tag titles on there. Like there are so many things we didn't have because there's only so many spots that are available mm-hmm. for SummerSlam. It's a one night event, probably for the last time ever, but it's a one night event. How cool is it that Slim Jim is sponsoring wrestling again? Like that felt right. I think that's definitely overlooked. I, I, I think that was such an overlooked part of this that Slim Jim's relationship with yeah. the WWE like, like how that. How cool is you know? that? Because it is always going to be synonymous with Macho Man. So I feel like, I think for fans, it's going to take a while to kind of like hit like, oh, you know, they, they're sponsored wrestling, not just one person. Um, but it, it's a big deal when you think about the history of Slim Jim, um, that they are back in the wrestling fold. Like that's, it's talk talk about major sponsorships and not only that but if slim jim were to get narrowed down to one individual sponsor and i know that 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 filling the role that the macho man randy savage filled is difficult but does it not just roll off the tongue if you have some guy who says snap into a slim jim yeah yeah like it just makes sense 
for L.A. Knight to become the Slim Jim guy. And look, dude's 40, finally getting his platform, finally getting all this. He's basically a modern-day Diamond Dallas Page in, in terms of his career. And Batista was older, too. But it's it's And the whole promo with him and Miz on, on Raw really sung that story because they're almost the same age. Started wrestling in the same year, and yet here we are. But it just it just made made perfect sense because we're not going to talk about it. I'll bring it up now. If you want to take something off the card so that Becky and Trish could be on there, take off the Ronda Rousey. Shayna oh, that match. was that was garbage. It was. Like, I mean, I... It, they obviously had a big influence on it, and and I think they accomplished what they wanted to accomplish. And I've said I said this when Ronda Rousey wrestled Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania back when they did. It just wasn't the right match for a stadium. Right. Had that match gone on as a main event of Raw on Monday night in Minnesota and Minneapolis, I think it would have sold much better and and would have been easier to digest. It's just also a different audience, you know. Yeah. They came to see wrestling. They did not come to see MMA. Right. And so to me, I, I would have honestly wished they would have had a, more of a regular pro wrestling match right. than an MMA match. I think this match. is what they wanted to do. I think the two yeah. of them had a large inf- – and I think it's fine. Just, just not there. Just not in yeah. the environment. It just, That's that, where you put uh, Becky and Trish or let yeah. Rhea Ripley defend her championship. Um, to me, that was – that's a change I would have made. I wouldn't have taken out the Battle Royal for that. And I know I'm taking off one women's match to put on another, but I'm not doing it because they're women's matches. I'm doing it because no, but I where the match think, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I think in general, too, when you think about maybe matches that didn't perform to the quality of everyone else's, I think that would have just been natural. Like anytime right. you have a card and maybe a match that didn't perform as well, you would want to swap that out. Um, but I, I I agree with that match. I, I appreciate what they were trying to do there. I know, you know. There's there's word that this was Rhonda's last match, so I'm sure she had a lot of influence there. And I'm I'm not hopeful, but I appreciated that you know it left Shayna in a better position than mm-hmm. she was in. But Absolutely. for SummerSlam uh, and just a stadium, especially having an MMA rules, um, that you know, is your raw. I'm telling you. A- that's your raw main event instead of a judgment day six man tag for the fifth time in six episodes of raw. Like that's yeah. your, your raw main event in my opinion and, and actually change things up a little bit. Um, and, and, and Patrick asked me this on the great DeMarco show and I'll stay in here too. That's not Ronda Rousey's last match. She'll be back. It'll be time. I think she might even fight in the UFC again beforehand, but she'll, she'll come back at some point point. and that's fine. I think it's, it's that's good. Fine. Ronda in small doses is better. She's like, I do want to skip to another kind of take. And this is more of a personal take uh, on the women's side. And that was EO Sky cashing in the women's money in the bank. And we've talked about it on the podcast before. Every time we've had a women's money in the bank and the rapid cash in. And you brought up something off air and you asked me point blank. Was this long enough? Did did EO hold the championship long enough or not the championship, the briefcase briefcase long enough? Uh, and, and I started to answer and I wanted to wait until we got onto the podcast. And the way I see it is kind of technically, yes, they met the minimum requirement. They did, she did not cash out within 24 to 48 hours of the event. Right. And I have to admit that the setup was pretty good, you know, with, with having the triple threat match, 
with the way that Bianca got the win, you know, she had, she was, you know, hurt almost out of the match, got that win, and then EO cashing in. I thought it was set up pretty well. So, um, do I wish that there was still some more story attached to it? Yes. Um, because I feel like they're doing that on the men's side with, with, uh, Damian Priest. Um, granted, they do have a faction that it revolves around, but you also have a faction that the women's Money in the Bank briefcase holders in too. Um, and that's been kind of floundering around. But I think that for the execution of that and the element of surprise, it was it was pretty good. Um, so yes, they checked off all my boxes, but. It, it was still something that I wish they had put in a little bit more effort to kind of play this long game that maybe they would have played more story out. Because I think I one 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 thing I, I just noticed in general is that they still, I think, you have your big, big stories with, you know, the Judgment Day, the Bloodline, you know, and, and, and a lot more men's storylines. I feel like they still somewhat struggle with telling women's stories. They do. They definitely do. Um, I do think that, they, they told it a little bit. I mean, Money in the Bank was just the last PLE, so it's not like they had a ton of time. But they did tell it a little bit over the month that they had or month, however many weeks it's been that they had. I will say this, though, and, and, and overall, take away the cash-in. This was not a good night for women's wrestling. That triple threat match was horrible. Ugh. It was it not was a rough. good match. And it, was, it was rough. I mean... Yeah, I mean, in comparison to the Ronda uh, Shayna match, it was well, yeah, it was, it was savage you know gold. But yeah, to exactly, it was in comparison. But, but it was, I think there was a lot of shimmering. There was a lot of great moments in there, but there was there was some things that just the execution of it just was a, a little off. And maybe because it was a triple threat match, and you're trying to throw in so many things. I'm going to be honest with you, popular or not, I don't care. This is kind of goes back to my battle royal joke. I mean. There were a lot of great moments in that triple threat match. And then there was Bianca Belair and Bianca Belair is, is the most hit or miss person on the roster. Her go back and rewatch her WrestleMania 37 match with Sasha Banks. That match was all Sasha Banks. It really was, but go back and watch her WrestleMania match with Becky Lynch. She held her own. Bianca Belair held her own. And then, and then you go back, or maybe it was the SummerSlam winner. Maybe they did both. I can't remember now. Maybe it was just SummerSlam. Either way. And, and then this past SummerSlam, Bianca's match, or past WrestleMania, Bianca's match with Asuka. Again, eh, kind of hit or miss. Um, she's just been, been hit or miss in general. When she's on, she's amazing. But when she's off, she's garbage. And that's kind of what this was to me, this go around. And that cash in saved it for me mm-hmm. that cash and save women's wrestling for the night unfortunately for for what they did um and it does kind of go back to what you were talking about there are there's straw everybody's struggling with women's wrestling right now um every company is it's just you just got to put more focus on it creatively the, the best act in women's wrestling today right now on television is rhea ripley she ain't wrestling anybody. Yeah. So she's about to, and, and I'm excited. I hope she actually works matches with the likes of Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell, like they, they set up on Raw. But, or even, you know, Lara Valkyria, whatever her name is on NXT, as they set up on NXT tonight on Tuesday as we record this. But that cash in saved it for, for me and probably for, 
a lot of others. So good on them. Well, yeah. Uh, let's take a quick commercial break and let's get into some of the other hot takes uh, from SummerSlam, including the term jump the shark. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. One of the biggest hot takes of the entire night was from the main event, um, which was... uh, Wait, it was Roman Reigns, I'm trying to remember, uh, and Jay, Jay Uso. 100%, um, yes. Uh, under tribal, what is it? Tribal uh, combat. Tri- tribal combat. It was tribal combat, meaning the winner would become the new undisputed WWE champion and become uh, the tribal chief. Uh, and really a lot of that came at the very end when Jimmy Uso, uh, came out of nowhere, was revealed he was dressed in, uh, black sweats and his, his face was concealed. Um, he broke up a pin attempt, uh, from Jay and uh, essentially betrayed his brother. And a lot of people were kind of, um, I think I will. I will say the internet had mixed reactions. You know, some people were more enthralled than ever. Other people said they they've taken it too far in the term "jump the shark," um, which is you know a television term that's been used for many many years. When a television show kind of goes off the deep end or goes into kind of an extreme in storytelling. Do I think this is exactly jump the shark territory? Not necessarily, but is this? definitely some soap opera shit absolutely like this is this is more like you know days of our lives young and the restless here where you know the twin brother uh turns uh, uh, on his uh, you know the brother turns on his twin uh after all this time and like the reveal was very soap opera for for me so before i get into my thoughts i kind of want to get into your thoughts of you know that ending for the main event I loved it, and and not because last week on the Greg DeMarco show it was one of my three bold predictions for the event because I did say that Jimmy was going to return and cost Jay. My other two bold predictions were Randy Orton returning and Seth Rollins main eventing. Neither of those happened, <clears throat> but they're bold for a reason. They're not supposed to all come true. But I thought it was great. The Usos have wanted to have a feud with each other. Now, they wanted to be a WrestleMania feud. Obviously, it's not. Roman's got to go away for a little bit. That makes sense. And these guys can carry for a while. And, and I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be entertaining. And, and in hindsight, of course, it's easy to say this, but like we should have seen this coming a mile away. Mm-hmm. Like they literally did the promo on SmackDown where Paul Heyman revealed that the only person that didn't want Jay Uso to be the right hand man was Jimmy. And Jimmy admitted it was true. And, and you had the things where Jay was like, you're out of the bloodline, but I'm out too. It's like Jay, Jay has sacrificed so much for so many other people, including Jimmy, that this is, is, you know, and now Jimmy's jealous and he's the heel and Jay has gotten multiple opportunities because of injuries to Jimmy. They even talked about it on commentary. Like this whole bloodline storyline started with Jay versus Roman. 
mm-hmm. back in 2020 and, and, and built up from there. So now we're here at SummerSlam with Jay versus Roman in, in the main event. And it just made sense for, for Jimmy to come back and do that. And I think it's going to carry the bloodline storyline through the fall months while Roman mm-hmm. gets some time off. Um, yeah. I don't think it's jump the shark. I think it's actually a logical next step in the storyline. I I have to admit when I when the match first started, and especially for the length of the match that it was, which was I way too of, long, by the way. Yeah, I I was losing interest. Like I think when you look at the whole storyline of of the bloodline, especially over the past year, it's definitely gone through some great twists and turns. But you've gotten to a point where you know there's there's only so much that you can do with Roman. Um, and I was curious about, you know, what is going to be this next step? And so when Jimmy came back and betrayed Jay, I have to admit, my curiosity peaked. I was like, huh, this is a new element that I didn't expect. Um, and one that I'm, I'm now curious, you know, what's going to happen next? Why? And for me, it was just enough fuel to kind of get me to the next chapter. Enough curiosity to kind of be what's next. Because I do think that they are getting to a point where the drama between Jay and uh, uh, Roman is is run its course a bit, especially without anybody else involved. You know, once Sammy was taken out, you know, that really left it to the core of, of Jay and, and Roman and, of course, Jimmy as well. But I think you had to add, you know, they they'd either have to add new people or add, a, you know, some other dynamic to the story. And I think that this is the dynamic that right now, like you mentioned, will carry it through the next chapter, especially if Roman's not going to necessarily be around every show and you get to the core of Jimmy and versus Jay. Um, and then you also have the element of Solo. You know, Solo, there was traces of him throughout that match kind of, you know, being hesitant to listen to Roman and what to do next. So now you have two brothers against each other, a third brother kind of out, in maybe in the middle and maybe solo's involvement adds a whole other dynamic where you don't need to really worry about or, or you don't really need Roman and you have enough within your, your the two brothers to really fuel a story. Um, and there's been some great brother versus brother stories, some not so great. Uh, and there's more sister. The first one that comes to the other twin, a story that was just terrible with the Bellas. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, <laughs> but I, I imagine this is more going to be an Owen versus Brent. I think so. You know, the capacity. I, I hope so. Uh, yeah. God, God hope so. Um, but uh, it, it's another element. I can, well, I could see where people are at with, you know, this whole bloodline storyline, just kind of weaving so, so much of a, a web that eventually you kind of lose, you know, the meaning behind it. And ultimately this does become formulaic, especially for Roman of there's always some kind of outside thing that happens that helps him keep his championship belt, whether it's him intentionally, something intentional or unintentional. And so I do think for fans that is becoming old and there's eventually going to have to be something in the mix that ends up being something a little bit more cleaner. But I think for now, being able to have the story just focus on Jimmy and Jay, I think is enough for fans to focus on this next chapter and be able to, to focus on, you know, what's happening with these two brothers. 
And it's interesting because Friday on SmackDown, they said they, Roman Reigns is going to be there, which I didn't think was going to happen. And they talk about how they're going to welcome Jimmy back into the bloodline, right? That Jimmy's coming home. Fuck, Jimmy's not coming home. Jimmy didn't do that for Roman. Notice at the end of SummerSlam, Solo was nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was nowhere to be found. It was just Roman and Paul Heyman. And I think that's going to be the story. In fact, if I had the book, and I don't, and I wish I did sometimes, Solo would be nowhere near this feud. That on fr- We would finish SmackDown on Friday with Roman gone for a little bit, Jimmy saying he did it for Jimmy, not for Roman, and Solo saying he wants nothing to do with it because it's his brother's. Yeah. And and he but doesn't I think, want. I it. think if actually, if, maybe not right away, but eventually, you know, whether it's picking a side, or he's gonna get involved. I do, and I. Think, but I'd actually like to he... see Solo go off and do be like, you know what? I don't need this. And maybe maybe Heyman and Solo go off, and you got Heyman managing Solo, and 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 he still got that connection to Roman, even though they teased the issues with Solo and Roman. I, I don't even. Maybe Solo goes to Raw. Like I have no idea. Like let's like like what solo to me is the most intriguing part of this whole thing. I and I'm intrigued by Jimmy versus Jay, but I know what that is, and I know what I'm going to get. Uh, Solo's the big mystery for me right now because he ever since he got called up from NXT, he's been the enforcer and nothing else. Cody had to beat him the Raw before WrestleMania. Jay had to beat him the SmackDown before SummerSlam. Like it's all the same. Now Cody is, or not Cody now Solo. Seems like he needs a new focus. He needs something new to focus on. Maybe he goes after a title. Maybe he goes after LA Knight. Like, who the hell knows what Solo does next? But I think it's a great opportunity to establish something with Solo separate from the Usos because I also believe that when Roman comes back, it's going to be to bring everyone back together because mm-hmm. I truly believe, the, the, like Paul Heyman said, like they're in the third inning right now for this bloodline storyline. And I don't know if that, if it's only a third of the way done. But I truly believe we got two more WrestleManias coming of, of Bloodline storyline. Like, I just do. And and because I maintain that 41 is when Cody's going to beat Roman. But I just, to me, it's, 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 I think Roman comes back and brings the family back together. And I, it, this sounds crazy to say right now, I think they're going to be baby faces soon. Like, I think by the end of the year, the Bloodlines are going to, the Bloodline will mm. be baby faces. Because Roman will come back and Roman will show them the respect that he hasn't been showing them. That's why Solo wasn't interested in helping him. That's why Jimmy's not doing what he did for Roman. And I think that when they all come back together, it's going to be as baby faces and it'll help launch a heel faction somewhere that attacks them and feuds with them. So, And there's major money in that for, for yeah. WWE. Um, but I think to, to do that, Roman has to pull them back together. So they got to be separate. Uh, so it's for me right now, no, it didn't jump the shark, and I'm really intrigued by what's next for Solo. Yeah. I agree with a lot of those things. I, yeah, I agree. The the shark, the they didn't jump the shark, uh, but I the nuggets are here. Um, <laughs> good timing on the nuggets. Yeah, good timing, uh, and I'm excited to see what's next. So, uh, as promised, though, once the nuggets are here, we're gonna. You know, close the chapter on on this episode of the hashtag Miranda Show. So, thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Of course, you can follow Greg Demarco at Greg Demarco forty four on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and, and, and Threads, apparently, and I don't threads. really oh, do anything on Threads. I don't know if yeah. anybody does, but it's there. Uh, 
You can follow the Chair Shot at Chair Shot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Me, Miranda Morales, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at the hashtag Miranda. Don't forget, if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, to subscribe, rate, and review. And, of course, follow your favorite podcast. wrestling promotion IZW at IZW Wrestling EZ on social media and get your tickets for King of Arizona at IZWTIX.com and of course one more thing go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot get yourself a t-shirt today start looking fresh and fly for the King of Arizona event and just in general as well as t-shirts Supporting the chairshot.com like yours truly, the Queen of Soft Style t shirt, and everybody hates Greg. With that, we're wrapping it up. So, thank you so much for listening. For Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you all, and I'll be with you next time. Wild card, bitches! Yeah! You just made the list! Shut your dumb mouth. Yeah!